Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Welcome to episode 167 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell. With me today, I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. 
And who and or what are you playing? Uh, Zolf Smith. Hamid Salah Harun Al-Tahan. Sell side bottom. Azu. I mean, that's very presumptuous of all it's of just you. just that, um, or what? Wait, what are we going to become over the course of this episode? Are you swapping our characters without telling a us? Tree. Yeah. I'm going to become a tree. Look, oh, for God. the beginning of this episode, Alex, we are still as hearty and hale as we were at the end of the last uh, episode. Brent, don't speak. He does have the benefit of the slam cut. <laughs> like, we have no control over our timelines. The year is 20 blubby 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 We don't again. have to listen to him. If he just slams cuts too far, we just keep role-playing the previous scene. What's he going to do? <laughs> Bryn, are you telling me that if I slam cut so far in the future that every single one of you had a badass samurai sword and identical black leather jackets, I feel like you'd go with it, if oh, I'm honest. We'll have to find out. <laughs> right, so we are picking up where we left off, but a little bit more nuance, which is we're on a sky boat in the sky and technically everything is brightly coloured but still fine currently. That feels like a summation of the events, right? crew of the Vengeance find themselves flying directly into the heart of a magical storm. First mate Zolf Smith stands alone on the bridge, ready to pilot, while the rest of the crew hide in the safe box constructed by Cell and Skrark. Will they survive? Find out now. All of this sounds like the beginning of a secret cinema episode, right? Coming to Netflix 2021. (laughs) In a world. <laughs> I also very much off that intro want to force Zolf to immediately redirect power from life support, which isn't even a thing. Life support in this ship is known as the floor, so he just deletes the floor and we. <laughs> no, I reroute power from the floor and yeah. it slowly gets smaller but quicker. Like removing the ladders from a swimming pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done this. And I'm very, very glad that I have got us back to where I feel comfortable. I'd like to start this episode with everyone giving me a will save, please. It's fine, I've got loads of will points. (laughs) I need people to know I'm not going to be able to roll for every single character unless Bryn helps me on the uh, cobalts. (laughs) So what'd you get, Zolf? Uh, I rolled five, so 20. Okay. Azu? 21. Yep. Hamid gets 10. (gasps) Good. Skrark? gets oh dear Skrark gets seven and I need you to know now that all of the kobolds are getting the same score so whichever rolled first they all get that the remaining kobolds get 11 okay good to know thank you Cell has 22 nice because Cell rolled a 19 so they lucked out and I really hope I'm not using up my high number (laughs) allocation early on because (laughs) my assumption is things will get was. Uh, it was one, one will save and we're, we're fine. We're in Svalbard now. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's cool. It's all good. It's cool. But, but Hamid's a tulip now. <laughs> but we don't talk about it because he's very sensitive about it. <laughs> it's a very magical tulip. <laughs> it's, it's a fire flower from Mario. You just point it at people and fireballs pop out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fabulous. In that case then, I am going to start with... Everyone apart from Zolf portion of the party, which is in a dark featureless box. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need you to know, I didn't steer us into the dark featureless box as, a, as an option. I was fine for everyone to just mutate freely with abandon, but here we are. Time starts ticking along. What I would say is this is not going to be a short haul, but also you all know for free that this isn't going to be th- like multiple people in the box know that Aurora Borealis doesn't work in such a way that you're just going to be 
in a box for the next five weeks. It, do, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. The ambient magic as it works is mostly like localised pockets as opposed to just a complete ambience of everywhere north of a certain latitude is just death. Like It, it doesn't work like that. So as a result, you know it's probably going to be a matter of hours at the shortest, days at the longest, not weeks. Yeah, we're hoping for hours, like not days, basically. Yeah, exactly. Does anyone in said box want to do anything apart from just see what happens? Is it actually, like, properly dark in here? Currently, I would say there's no reason for it to be actively dark. Like, there are non-magical lanterns all over the ship, and there are probably a couple of basic magical lights, but I will tell you now that Earhart will have insisted that all magical lights get stowed because you're asking for trouble if you're using magic for trivial stuff. In which case, all I'm going to do is go and sit next to Kiko. That's fine. Kiko uh, continues to be sat next to. Can you give me a perception check? That's 16. And can you give me a sense motive, please? That's 15. Your hands are definitely touching and you're fairly certain it might be intentional, but you don't categorically know. No, I want to do that thing where I just put my little finger on top of her little finger because I'm like, I could, I could explain this away. Yeah, clever, clever. No, it, it, seems to, it seems to be reciprocated. There's a little pinky swear going on. Yay! <laughs> There's an unspoken pinky swear that everything's going to be okay. You're going to take her away from me, Alex. I know it. 100%. A thousand, a million percent. Yeah. I mean, if anything, this was your fault, Helen. You you opened... (laughs) You you created a relationship when we know what happens. You expressed a basic human need. Of course I'm going to punish you for that. (laughs) Well, basic orcish need, I should say. Anyone else want to be pursuing anything in the meantime? Hamid just wants to make eye contact with Azu quickly and do a little you okay face because he knows about her claustrophobia. Bryn, can you please give me a sense motive? Though interestingly, not to do with Azu. Not very high, only eight. Eight. Cool, thanks for rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you had fun. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> My dice have not yet been kind to me today. The thousand demons that surround you remain unnoted. No, you're fine. And I'm going to ask us to check in on Cell. Uh, Is there anything yeah. that you're wanting to do in the immediate? Cell uh, wants to try to make the box better. Whether there is actually capacity to do that is sort of irrelevant, really. They will be fiddling with the details of settings, trying to make sure that solderings and everything are kind of stronger. Just Give yeah. give me disable device. Okay. Oh, gosh. It's like everything to do with this box is cursed. Uh, <laughs> this is why I push for real dice. Yeah, they like, listen. Uh, well, yeah, I rolled for I rolled a three, so that is nineteen. You're fairly certain that what you are able to do is do busy work in such a way that the others are convinced that you are touching up the box. That is absolutely not the point any... of this. No, I know. That, that would not be their motivation in any way. You don't believe that there is any substantive improvement that you can make at this stage, right? Okay. So if you did, it would be busy work, actual busy work. No, in which case, like they they will be attempting this stuff in case there is something that they have missed that is not busy work. Sure. You know? You are in a situation where it isn't a case of, like, there's an error that you find. You've gone through and gone, I haven't found any errors. The problem here is there are material limitations and I can't make more materials. Yeah, it's like if there was a Faraday cage, like going around and kind of, you know, well, this, if this bit was a bit straighter, that might mean that the hole was better wavelength, like, <laughs> reflecting. Okay, like, go through. Is, are there any soldering bits that have come apart? Are there any screws loose? Is there anything sticking out that might 
catch on someone and hurt them. It's. I, I, I'll say you might be able to make like a very minor like quality of life improvement where it's like, oh, it's a little bit spiky in that corner, but that's kind of the limits that you're at. That's cool. That's just what they're. That's what they're doing, and you know, it matters insofar as where their attention is. That's good to know. Thank you. I'm just going to check through my enormous list of uh, NPCs in case there's anything I'm missing. Well, given that you interrupted me with a dice roll when I when I asked to communicate with Azu, I would like to know if Hamid gets a the facial expression response from Azu. Ah, fair. Oh yeah, absolutely. She is going to do a shy smile that if her face could speak, which it can but can't right now because <laughs> she's being secret. Um, her face would say, "I am all right." Thank yeah. you for checking. I, I feel like I feel like you okay and I am all right are both acceptable facial expressions. <laughs> what I'm finding speak. interesting here is I've managed to compress this many characters and NPCs who want social interactions into so small a space. This might be the first conversation I have to do in initiative order. Um, <laughs> we'll see how that pans out. I'm going to jump to Zolf amid decks. Mm-hmm. You continue sailing. I am going to give you a big, broad question now, and I'm going to give you a moment to think on it, okay? Mm -hmm. Which is, I've been thinking a lot about navigation and your skill set and how that works and so on, given that you're currently steering. Mm -hmm. I am going to give you a repeated choice the longer that this goes on, depending on how things pan out, which is you will have the option of a survival check. When I ask you to navigate, you can have either a survival check, which is continuing to plot a course as you go based on what you're seeing, or a profession sailor check, which is to maintain course based on where you've been told to go, but it means that you you can't read the land with the profession sailor. I'm I'm splitting it out a little bit just to make it a bit more interesting. I'll go for the one that's a 10 and not a (laughs) 5. Which is profession sailor, my guess? Yeah. Could you please give me your first profession sailor? Oh, good luck. 28. I hate how smug he is. What are you talking about? That wasn't even smug. That was yeah. just a factual. That was just his go. neutral, non-annoyed no, voice. No, that was that was a smug fact. Nah, you'll I hear, know a you'll smug hear him fact. smug when he's when he's yeah. really happy with himself. We know what smug sounds like, and also we can see his face. Uh, not if I hide. <laughs> You uh, continue sailing ahead and you, you, you know you are going to head pretty much smack into the Borealis at this point. You also know there's no point even trying to do a minor path alteration because it's at the entire horizon. What would be the point? All you're doing is you're, you're adding variables. Yeah. Screw it. Go well, straight What, what I can do is not crash into a mountain or a big bone and yeah, exactly. try not to die. <laughs> Exactly. So that's effectively what you're doing is I would I would say this, actually, certainly the cloud cover starts to ease a little bit as you're as you're sailing. And it is now obvious to you that, yes, not only is this an enormous, effectively like modified elephant graveyard, they genuinely have seemed to climb to the highest points that they can to die, which is odd, which means that you genuinely are having to keep that elevation in order not to hit anything. But it is very easy for you to do the cloud covers easing up so that you can navigate quite easily. Unfortunately, that does mean that you can start to see when you're drawing near the Borealis. A couple of things that you do notice is it actively seems to alter the light around it in some way where things start to almost like a heat haze. Is it wibbly? But more... Yes, but I would say in intensity and how weirdness it is, it's closer to how cartoons make a mirage appear wibbly-wobbly as opposed to actual heat haze, which is just a little bit, you know, above a surface. Mm-hmm. This is very much more like you're about to... It's like I'm going to cue you in on a flashback, but the flashback just doesn't come. <laughs> but as you continue sailing, eventually, unlike the real Borealis in our world, there are tangible lines of colour which draw nearer, and eventually the ship 
it makes contact with one of them. Sure. First of all, while mm-hmm. we're drawing in, I am mm-hmm. nervously whistling to myself because it's going to be really, really, really creepy and quiet. Oh, it's pure silence for you, which is yeah. apart from oh, apart from the wind. Cool. But before it makes contact with me, I am going to cast resistance on myself. It lasts for a minute, so. Yeah, but it gives me plus one on resistance on saves. So, will checks get slightly better? Um, you still have heroism active from the end of last session as well. Yes, oh, you do. I do, thank Good you. Good thought. Uh, that is... And I believe those stack as well, we established yes, that last time. Yes, because they're different types of uh, yes, bonus. Um, heroism is a how much morale bonus? Two. Uh, and it's, it's two to basically everything. Yeah. Just in case. I love that you have the spell, something. which is, be better at a thing. Why? Because you believe in yourself. Yeah but magically, so it works. God, I wish magic were real. If only life was that easy. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, that, that actually means that I rolled um, 22 last time. I forgot about that. So. Good to know. Thank you. The prowl makes contact with the Borealis. Once it makes contact, you see that the wibbly-wobbliness seems to be... like It seems to be emitting a heat haze itself. That's the best cool. description of it. And it starts to move down the ship. It doesn't seem to completely engulf the ship, bits of it seem to sort of trail along it and then the best way I can describe it is it's like someone smearing a painting a little bit and then it returns itself like have you ever seen a watercolour where a stray bit of water kind of takes it astray but then it, it does return back oh actually as as this happens I suddenly realise and tie myself to the wheel again <laughs> Shh, that's fine everyone within the box this is a detail I'm not diving into the RP side within the box there's a a musical chiming starts to happen all around you and you realise that the the sort of metal that is worked into the box is is resonating in some way it's quite a pleasant sound it isn't grating or anything it's it's best described as you know like when you run a a finger around a crystal glass almost Mm. you know that sort of resonant tone it's more like that but on the other side of the box because it's not like a sealed big metal thing it's more like a cage almost Uh, on the far side of it you see the same thing where the interior of the ship seems to get smeared a little bit and then reassert itself and then smear a bit and reassert itself it finally reaches up to you Zolf and the smearing starts to affect your your own body it does not hurt yep fine it's very odd feeling where you can see the smearing and if you were to say like run your hand through where it's smeared it kind of gives a little bit of an eddy and then returns to you it, but I wouldn't. Yeah, do that. yeah, that's fine. But all, all I'm, I'm not experimenting. All, all I am getting oh. is you start seeing bits of your body responding slightly to the wind, as it were. Cool. What I'm imagining is the bit in Jumanji where the hands start to get sucked <gasps> into the. Yes. Which is terrifying. I was going with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when they do too many, like, jumps. Oh! And their faces go... <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd say probably closer to the latter, but maybe a little less extreme. <laughs> the best way to describe it is a non-painful drift. I don't believe in any of your adventures you specifically have come across anything similar. Nope. So we will leave it at that. And as you continue, you start hearing the gentle chiming noise as well. And it seems to be emanating very faintly from the actual bands of colour themselves as they as they move throughout the ship and so on. The other thing that starts to happen, though, is you start noticing that the ambient noise starts to drop, you know, the gentle creak of the rigging, the wind and so on. It starts to sort of recede. It's still there, but the, the chiming comes to the forefront a bit more. From the perspective of everyone inside the box, it initially is a bit difficult to even discern that that's happened because obviously it's a lot more closer ambient noises but similarly they start to die out until eventually it's it's much much quieter and it's it's mostly that chiming that's just permeating through everything we could um we could play two truths and a lie that that would pass the time get all get to know each other a bit better oh how do you play that oh so you um 
you say two facts about yourself and then you say a lie about yourself, but it has to be plausible and everyone else has to guess which of the three statements is, is the lie. And then after, after people have guessed one, you tell them which one was the lie. Uh, Carter pipes up at that point. Oh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. I've got a plan. Yep. Okay, two, two facts, yeah? So two, two, two truths, truths and, and, and a lie. That, that's, but they've got to but, be about me, yeah? Yeah, but and, and, and don't be like the two facts first and then the lie necessarily. You have to, okay. you have to mix right, yeah. the, the okay, lie okay. in so okay, that we yeah. can't yeah, just yeah, tell yeah, straight no, away. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, okay, okay. Number one, I am a respected academic. Okay, okay, okay. Number two, I was once really rich. Number three, I am competent and everyone needs to get off my back. What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you think? That sounds like two lies and a truth to me. I mean, uh, I, I guess I guess you know him best, James. What do, what do you think? Well, Barnes takes a moment, frowns a little at the use of the first name, but he'll allow it. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, let's, 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 let's put it this way. Uh, I'm not an academic, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't testify to that. Uh, in terms of the money thing... You've got expensive taste, I suppose. I mean, he didn't say how long he was rich for, and there was one time we encountered him and he did technically have quite a lot of gold on him, just very (laughs) briefly. Carter gives a big waggly eyebrow and starts tapping his nose and pointing to Hamid. And as for the uh, competency thing, it depends, I mean, at certain aspects, you know, locks, that's pretty much it. Like I said, two truths... And a lie. I am all over this. So, so, so you think you think he's the the, the academic one is the lie, James? What, I, I don't know. What I do you reckon, Azzy? I think the academic one is a lie as well. Or I think that it's a trick question, and he's going to say that all lies are all truths. I mean, that's not really in the spirit of the game. Carter pipes up. What 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 do I get if I win, though? That's what I want to know now at this point. Well, it's just for fun and to get to know each other better. It's not really about keeping score. Jokes on all of you. I was rich. And I am still a respected academic, so... <laughs> and then he sits down. Oh, so the, the last one was a lie. Oh. So he's not competent. Well... Are, are there um are there maybe some academics that just haven't heard about what you've been getting up to? Oh, yeah, yeah. News really, really, really broke down the second that the uh, the, the Paris stuff went dark. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the clear for everything that happened since then, really. Are you the only one left in your field? <laughs> oh, I'd like to change my truth to I am the world expert in uh, Egyptology. Oh. Um, guys, there's plenty of Egyptologists in Egypt. Oh, well, oh. I want to change my truth to I am the best Egyptologist in Europe, even though I'm now somewhere else. I mean, that, that could probably be accurate, I guess. No, wait, no, no. I want to change my truth to... And don't people keep their memories after their turn? So there, there could be some <laughs> people that are... You could be the, the best uninfected uh, Egyptologist <laughs> from Egyptologist. Europe yeah. who is on that this seems... ship right now. Although I have done some reading and I'm a quick learner, so... (laughs) (laughs) I am going to jump to uh, Zolf back on ship again. So, Zolf, a second effect starts to be taking place as you are sailing along. Cool, good and cool, cool, yeah, great. To be clear, it still remains peaceful and the tones haven't changed and you're not in any pain anyway and the the drifting is still there. It's, 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 It's tolerable, it's fine. However, you do start feeling a very very strong and powerful urge to sleep. Okay. You manage to (laughs) sort of fend it off, 
but it is a case of at first it's really subtle and it's more sort of daydreamy you know like the warnings of don't drive when you're tired because you sort of phase out and mm. micro sleep and blah 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 you will end up having to resort to things like slapping your face and so on <laughs> because the longer it goes on the more powerful and clearly exterior this is it's not just you're staring at a featureless landscape something exterior is actively making you want to fall asleep i mean i assume a minute's already up so the resistance has fallen off resistance has now fallen off yeah i'm not gonna get a fresh will save from you or anything um but just so that you're aware that is a thing but you you are confident that you are keeping it at bay but you are also fairly confident that if the cage isn't working a few of them will be falling asleep right now because this is taking willpower that you know you have that you know other people don't let's leave it at that jumping within the box things continue barnes and carter are now having uh, a bit of an argument that it doesn't matter if he's the world's best egyptologist it's still bloody irrelevant (laughs) (laughs) guys no no it doesn't matter i'm tired fine let someone else have a turn uh would anyone else like to take take a a go Uh, wild mick or or oscar yeah interesting a truth, truth, and a lie, yes? Mm-hmm. And who defines what a truth is? <laughs> I don't have a head for philosophy, Mr. Wilde. Oh, I never considered myself a philosopher. At, at best, I considered myself a, 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 a scientist of the written word, but I'd, I'd never go so far as natural laws. Laws have always been my enemy. <laughs> um, oh, you're right. Truth the first. Well, no, no, you don't tell... You oh, tell the three right, facts right. and okay. then we guess <laughs> okay. which one the lie is. Okay, fair enough. As, as fair enough. About the only person who's played this game before, I assume. Mostly, it tends to be never have I ever in situations like this. This is new territory for me. It's fine. Okay, first point. First point. I had genuine feelings for Bertie when he was around. That must be a lie. That <laughs> he sounds awful. Didn't specify if they were positive or negative. <laughs> Hamid doesn't say anything in response, but his face tells a whole story. Very eloquent faces this episode. <laughs> Great if only they could speak. Just a <laughs> second Just point. A delightful audio format. Second point. I was cripplingly shy as a child and took to wearing disguises to avoid my peers. Third point. I bloody love Harrison Campbell novels. <gasps> oh, I mean, those are, those are good, Oscar. Um, I'm basically paid to talk. I like it, it makes sense that I can play games like this. See, see any of them being the lie. Um, What's your favourite Harrison Campbell novel? Well, I'm not going to give you hints, Azu. That feels very much not in the spirit of the game. Can everyone give me a perception check, please? 25. 25. 26. All of the kobolds appear to have drifted off into a comfortable sleep, but it does it does genuinely appear to be a, 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 a semi-natural sleep insofar as they haven't been whining or moaning. They've just kind of dozed off. Do we have any blankets in this room with us? We must, right? Just categorically, yes. One of the things you mentioned last time was that the kobolds have a bit of a social taboo about people knowing where they sleep. Yes, yes. I would like to ask Cell's help to, like, hang up a sheet in front of the corner that the kobolds have occupied so that we don't see them sleeping sure yeah yeah like that's 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 fine to do i would say then yeah i'll give you that for free it is interesting that they 
you you know like categorically that they have that hang up so it is interesting yeah. that they have piled up and gone to sleep when surrounded by other people but they weren't behaving oddly beyond that yeah so will actually respond like while i i understand why you want to do that i would rather be able to keep my eyes on everyone in the room because if behind a sheet uh, some magical effects were to take place on them we would not notice and we wouldn't be oh. able to help them so uh, no that's if, that's a that's you know, a good it, point. If it turns out that there's say a a a weakness in in that not that there are any weaknesses, <laughs> it's all fine. Um, if it turned out that something were to go wrong, or that an eddy of magic would somehow get in, and uh, so I would rather was be only able. in. Yeah, no, I see. I see what you mean. That's a good. That's a really good point. So sorry, I just yeah. I should, no, no, I yeah, like I I understand why you're. Well, I, I just thought they in, might. In an ideal like world, it, they, they, yeah, it would be nice to respect that, but I I. I would be concerned that we'd pull it down and they'd all have turned into yeah, into yeah. forget-me-not flowers <laughs> or a, yeah. a nice plate of soup. And, it, and it's really only a gesture anyway because it seems more like it's about know, knowing where they sleep, so maybe I'm just misinterpreting. Anyway, anyway yeah, that's a good point. Uh, uh, okay, um, uh, Wild, um, I think that you were never shy as a child and I think that you had feelings for Bertie, but the feelings were negative. And that's why you phrase that sentence that way. Wilde takes a moment, then frowns as if slightly concerned. We've been spending too much time together, Hamid. <laughs> Hamid's right. <laughs> I'm going to jump to Zolf. Hey, Zolf. Can you give me a perception check, please? Okay. Uh, 18. 18. Perception. Okay. So you are actively having to fight off the urge to sleep constantly, mm. and it is a thing that you are willfully doing. And still... Um, Oh, go on. In in which case, like if if I ever get the sense that an effect is becoming more intense, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't want to waste this, uh, but basically I've got um, Al's wisdom, which will give me a further plus two to my wisdom. It point. feels like a constant pressure as opposed to an increasing pressure. If I feel any change, I'm going to cast Al's wisdom on myself. I absolutely understand that. I think like if I'm going to be metagamey a little bit, if this kept going for twenty hours, you're going to end up having to do stuff to just deal with fat- actual fatigue oh. on top of it. But we're nowhere uh, near. Oh, I've yet. got loads of stuff that gets rid of fatigue. Yeah, we're, we're nowhere near that yet. In which case then, at some point you realise you don't think the engines are running. There's normally a, a, a minor vibration in the sort of housing near where you are, which indicates that the engine's running. However, you you feel like the engines aren't running anymore. Great, cool, we're becalmed, brilliant. You okay. still feel like you're moving. You can still see the landscape moving uh, beneath you oh, okay. a little bit. And, yeah, you, you, you're not sure how you didn't notice it, because obviously the chime was probably playing on your mind, but the engines don't seem to be on. Have we slowed down? No. Are we slowing down? No. Then I don't care. <laughs> OK. I will check when we're not in an Aurora Borealis, because I'm not summoning more bloody elementals now, so there's not much <laughs> I can do about it. Hey, buddy! <laughs> yeah, I also haven't prepped it, so... Okay, in which case then, I'm going to return to the box. And just before the break, I am going to just let people know that uh, at some point, I'd say Barnes, Carter and Earhart all start to similarly start to doze off. I'm getting a bit mushy with my time periods. I say it's been a couple of hours by this point. But you notice that those three also start to doze off. You are now all aware that you're feeling a little bit tired. I leave it to your good judgment, though, as to whether it feels supernatural or not, because it has been now you know, a couple of hours in a comparatively warm and cosy box. Wild has not gone to sleep, but Barnes, Carter and Earhart are actively asleep. I guess people weren't enjoying the game very much, but maybe... Uh... <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Thank you. What about you? What's your 
two truths and a lie. Oh, yes, I suppose I should take a turn too. Uh, better do that after the break. <laughs> oh, nice! You beat me to my own one! Brilliant! <laughs> Hello. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today... I'm here to tell you about What Happened in Skinner, a new fiction podcast on the RQ Network. In late 2021, an obscure YouTube channel became the most talked about mystery on the internet after its hosts were violently attacked during a live stream. But when investigative journalist Marlo Verne goes to the island of Skinner, Oregon in search of answers, what she uncovers is bigger than anyone could have possibly imagined. What Happened in Skinner features vast interactive world-building that goes beyond a traditional podcast, featuring augmented reality game elements. Visit www.whathappenedinskinner.com to play along with this mysterious ARG, or you can find What Happened in Skinner at rustyquill.com or search for What Happened in Skinner wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. 
And welcome back. Yeah, go on then. Go on. Okay, so two truths and a lie. Um, and make them good ones, uh, Habit, because between you and me, I, I, I feel like I've got a fairly good insight into your operations at this point. Oh. As he leans forward eagerly. I mean, yeah. Oscar, you, you probably researched all our backgrounds and stuff before you h- hired us the very first time. That seems like a bit of an advantage in this game. Um, I promise that if I know the answers, I shan't take part. I've never lived in mainland Europe. Mm-hmm. I've never visited sub-Saharan Africa. Mm-hmm. And I've never won an academic prize. Yeah, I'll, uh, I think I'll have to sit this one out. <sighs> Wilde settles back, uh, closes his eyes for a bit. So that's interesting because... You were at school in England, which is technically not part of the mainland. Yes, exactly. So I knew everyone would know I lived in England, and obviously I lived in Cairo. Hmm. Yes. Um, well, not everyone but... necessarily, because some of you we haven't known very long. But <laughs> Hamid, as this conversation continues, you start feeling very weary. Not necessarily in a way that you feel suspicious, but in a way that you're in a room full of people either actively asleep, yawning, and it's starting to feel a bit like the the later stages of a sleepover, if I'm honest. I mean, Hamid is is probably not fighting a yawn either. Like, it's probably quite obvious he's going to (sighs) yawn. Yeah. I think that you were probably quite good at school with academic achievements and things. By the time you finish speaking, Azu, Hamid's already dropped off. Oh, oh, there he goes. <laughs> Zolf, I am going to jump back to you. Uh-huh. Can you give me a perception check, please? That's 22. 22. Similarly, this is after, like, probably I'd say another hour of really... Whew, come on, come on, keep it together. Just keep focused. It's fine. Nothing hurts. You've, you've done worse than this. It's fine. At some point, you realise you're not steering the ship actively. To be clear, it's not going wildly off course or anything... What you find is that the ship, you, you just you sort of focus in again and realise that the ship has begun gently anticipating your turns before you do them. So if you were going to adjust left, it adjusts left just before you actually manage to make the turn yourself. Is there still resistance on the wheel? Like, is the mechanism still functioning? It feels like it, yeah. And it feels like if you fight it, you can still take over. But interestingly, it actively seems to be working with you and anticipating your turns rather than and your adjustments for elevation and so on, rather than you having to fight against it. See what I mean? Yeah, I am going to mentally start trying to fight against that because I'm worried about it's this way round at the moment. But what if it flips? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to lean too far into this little telepathic apparent link that I have with the ship. Sure, that's fine. I would say that as you fight it, it doesn't stop leaning, but you are having to... Like, the way that you are doing this is you are objectively going, I'm going to deliberately turn us the wrong way a little bit. It doesn't anticipate the incorrect movements. It always seems to be trying, for however reason, to plot the what you actually consider yourself to be the correct course. But you are still able to make adjustments and overrule when you want. Sure. Jumping back to the box, at this point, I would say everyone apart from... Cell and of all people, Sigif are now asleep. Nightmare. Uh, to be clear, again, everyone has sort of dropped off apparently naturally and just kind of had a bit of a sit and a rest. And in fairness, it has been a while now, but it is eventually just Sigif, who, by all accounts, to you, Cell looks quite tense still. 
he's he's I'm not going to do sound effects for it, but he's 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 definitely got some chewing tobacco that he's working over in the corner alone. I've just realized that I've been holding hands with Kiko in front of him. <laughs> oh no. But very subtly. Yeah. You've also fallen asleep gently in each other's arms. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like to think that like I've just like got my head on her shoulder. Yeah, Sig- Sigif does keep looking over in the Azu direction, but still seems quite uh, agitated. I would say as well, though, uh, Cell, mm-hmm. although you have yourself felt a little bit drowsy, you're not in the situation where you are feeling an urge to sleep. Yeah, probably the highest will save of their life. Cell is so distracted fixing things that they barely notice this all happens. Uh, mm. They kind of look up from yeah, yeah. their work and, and look around quite startled. I would say, unless you think that you want me to do no. a perception check to notice everyone is asleep. That, that, that's fine. It's it's kind of, when you're past the halfway point, it becomes noticeable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll just be so focused. They're in they're in anxiety mode, which, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. is. Uh, but then turn around, sort of grasp the situation. Sigif is actively muttering to himself. Hey, buddy. Um, are, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, fine. Did I? Did you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No. Uh, just uh, you know, you don't want to. You don't want to. Uh, bad dreams. You know. You don't. Is that? I, I'm, I've always, I've always, I've always been a bit, bit, bit edgy when it comes to sleeping. So you know. Is that, is that a borealis thing, or is that a you thing? It, it, or? It's, it's, it's what? Oh no! Oh, terrible nightmares. No. Uh, oh no! I just uh, I've seen, seen a bit more than I'd like to. So, but it's fine. I've got me, got my backy. That'll keep me awake and. Hey, Got yeah. the crossword. He holds up a the most tattered crossword you've ever seen <laughs> that appears to have been used multiple times in pencil, rubbed out, used again. It has tears oh. and everything. Oh, no. I've uh, hey, buddy, never quite got six down. It gives me something to do. You know. If you, if you, do you want me to? Like, what? What's the clue? What's the clue? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, sure. All oh, right. Uh, what? What was the clue? Oh uh, yeah, uh, so it's uh, seven letters down. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, pertaining to events in a way that bodes ill, uh, and it's uh, starting with an O, and it's it's got a, a second O in it. Would, like, uh, would you like would you like me to tell you, or or is this is this word your white whale? Not that the word is white whale. It it isn't. I but would you, I don't want to tell you what it is if you don't want to know what it is. Uh, no, it's, uh, no, it's not whale. No, it's the wrong no, letters. No, but do you do you want to know what the word is? I mean, if it, uh, why do you know? I, I mean, yes, I, I know that my uh, like English isn't my first, or well, I mean, it was it it was my first language, I suppose. But I it, I didn't. No, tell me, it's, it's going to eat me alive. Tell I didn't me, tell speak me. Speak it for, for me, many many years, uh, so I, I may have. But I I think just just spit it out. Go on, I, I need it, to know. It's been driving. I think it could be ominous. Oh yeah. Thanks for that. Cheers for yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, weird coincidence, I suppose. Uh, what, in, 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 in given, what way? Given the circumstances. Oh well, no, but you, you but you know, you said the you said the, the cell was safe, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's not, well, it's not that I mean, relevant, it, it's, it's it's safer than outside. It is. I don't want everyone to fall asleep. Do, do you think? Do you think this could have happened to Zolf? Do you think he could be asleep upstairs? Um, okay. Now that. That's ominous. Okay, you know what? Um, <laughs> I think I shouldn't leave everyone in the room asleep in case of uh, anything happening to them. Cell uh, starts to shake Azu. Azu, Azu stays asleep, but uh, happily so, with a gentle smile on. on Azu! Her face. Azu! 
Azu, come on, I need someone reliable. Uh, Azu. Hey, I'm reliable. Azu, okay. this uh, is increasingly... Uh, Sigif starts trying to wake up the uh, other crew members like Kiko This is increasingly so not okay. Azu. Oh, a- no. A- a- Azu. Oh, like, no. They're, they're, oh, Sally's, no, this is, this is exactly Sally's what I... flicking, oh, no. flicking face gently, like, beginning to shake nope. quite violently. Okay. Nothing. I am going to jump to Zolf. Yes. Yes. I'd say a few hours go past. You you are still in a uh, stable well, situation. Sorry, then, question. Mm-hmm. Hamid, what's the time limit on heroism? Uh, 90 minutes. Oh, sorry, heroism has oh, now yeah, expired. Yeah, I am going to request from you, please, another will save. 24. I would say that you you are well into it, and you... At this point, you're. It feels to you like an all-nighter. That's the best way to describe it. You've you've been on the ship alone at the end of night, and I don't. I mean, just in general, like the night shift is a thing. It starts to feel like, for all of the weirdness, it starts to feel like a normal night shift, which is don't fall asleep. Uh, sometimes there's the odd weird current that you have to work against, um, and that's it's, it starts to feel almost familiar. And then at some point, you notice that on the deck ahead of you, the ship has started to tack itself you notice that the sort of um, rigging is making minor adjustments of itself and the uh, pieces of the deck are starting to basically mod- like actively maintain themselves. Alex! And on that, Alex. I think I'm going to end the episode. It's a friendly <laughs> ship. Oh, I like that. The ship that. is alive. Yeah. Awesome. A helpful ship. Well, better that than the ship is alive because it's still a long way down. <laughs> this, this could be great. We have a super ship, or it could be terrible. There is a super ship. So, so what you're saying is the outcome really depends on how generous Alex is feeling towards us. We are all doomed. <laughs> See you next week, I guess. NPCs like pennies. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. You know him best, James. What do, what do you think? J- James's Barnes James first Barnes. name. No, I, I, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm literally writing a note because I, I blanked and went, I have no memory of who that is. It's Barnes. It is yeah. Barnes. I have no memory of this NPC. <laughs> who are you? Why are you here? You're, I don't know. You punished Tell yourself, me. Alex. It's who fine. It's fine. James? They'll all be dead soon. I mean, uh, okay. God, I'm really tense. This is very tense, Alex. Aww. Uh, I hope that you get tentacles. <laughs> Rude. I don't. Tentacles uh, or frenticles? Frenticles. Oh. Tentacles. <laughs> Tentativicals. Tentacles. <laughs> Wink. Hi, everyone. Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Chris Paulus. Hope Landers. Natasha Lamont. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Ad Bradley, Lindsay Mayer, India Jane Boach, Anna Williams, Rook Mogavero. Stephanie, Andrea Hernandez, Ashley Martinez, Chekhov, Fig, Rory Tiege, Tess, Sumi Cole, Samantha Robbie, Molly Young, Jamie Draw, Gabby, Rebecca Compton, Elkwoods, Ursula Brimson, Sersha, Gabrielle Cathy, Eleanor Carroll, Sasha Aretti, Yehan Kezier, Bevin Roth, Caitlin, C, Emma Schindler, Clara Boz, Rowan Monk, Elliot, Victoria Tumagian, Madeline Knight, Maya, Jess McLean, Woven Willows, Emily Moyer, Vicky Geiter, Elijah Tomshak, Kate Hossack, Siobhan, Oz, Emery Kjellsberg, Ali, Krista Golby, and Catherine Rose. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards.